Hello and welcome to Reservations for Two, Episode 8. And I'm marking this one as the grand finale for my first series of recording. Thank you all for listening to my first journey. And today um, I'm going to basically wrap this first um, season with an episode on Are Women More Romantic Than Men? What does data say about that? So I thought it was a great time to um, discuss this because we are in the month of February, which is all about loving that melanin and the history it's brought along with um, Valentine's Day. So it's definitely a month that encourages love, love yourself and love where you come from. So what better rap topic than to talk about romance? Um, I wanted to open up by uh, reflecting on this movie came out in the either late 90s, early 2000s, but it was called The Wood. A uh, name came from Inglewood, Los Angeles, and this young man moved in to the neighborhood from uh, the Carolinas, and he made two friends. This kid was kind of awkward, really didn't know how to express his attraction to a woman. So these two guys he met, they they were basically what we said uh, back in that time, the Max. And so these guys um, had all the lines and, and thought they knew exactly what to do and what not to do to attract a girl's attention. Um, so that was the making of the movie. Uh, these these guys learning how to navigate relationships and and how to uh, win over the hearts of women. Uh, so it was a pretty good, uh, clean, fun movie story. So jumping into our topic today, uh, there's always been this question, especially with the changing of times, uh, is romance still high on the radar. Uh, we know we live in this time where there's quite a few online sites that are just set up for quick meetups and and you know where I'm going with that. So I'm going to stop right there and, and you know exactly where that was headed. So uh, I wanted to kind of look at re relationships from a different angle now that we are kind of in this fast, accelerated um, lack of courtship type environment. Is that still important to some? Um, how does that kind of fall in lines with today's um, dating models? So uh, I got an article from Psychology Today. It was actually written back in August 2019. But this article looked at statistics on romanticism. And I believe uh, even though it was written some time ago that what was discovered is still in play today. Um, so uh, the romanticism uh, looks at uh, how men and women view love and, and romance. And so based on the surveys from the article, uh, men uh, are, are actually ranking higher with thoughts of romance, uh, believing that there can only be that one true love. And all and bigger than that, uh, they're looking at uh, men would 
say they fell in love at first sight at a 48 percentage rate versus a woman saying she fell in love at first sight at 28 percent so so definitely with that said there definitely shows that men do romance love a little bit more along with uh, the men require more passion over women in relationships which i believe that's a pretty known fact and men are are cited as saying i love you first uh, over a woman saying that she's in love so definitely as when it comes to romance based on this uh, psychological uh, review of men and women's uh, thoughts towards romance and relationship, it is saying that men went out in the romance category. So I read also a more current article, uh, which was about chivalry and exactly, is it dead or did it just take on another form? Now this article was actually written just a week ago uh, by Karen Devlin and it's in regainus.org. Uh, so this uh, article basically broke down what was chivalry when it was first brought about. So it came in during uh, the Middle Ages when you had uh, kingmanships and basically it, the chivalry came out of uh, a man being someone who came to the aid of a damsel in distress. So if you remember any of the movies that you look for, look at those old, old movies, there would always be some woman screaming for help and here comes this guy and he rescues her and she just looks dreamily into his eyes like, you are my hero, you're the greatest thing and then they fall madly in love. So that's kind of where chivalry was birthed from. So with today's way of the world, uh, we have a lot of changes in our gender roles, a lot of it due to the economics and political changes that have occurred that has worked so heavily on creating equality because one, it really does take almost two incomes in most cases to maintain a household. So now you have both people more or less teaming up as opposed to the man being the protect protector provider um, and the lover all in one. Um, so that in itself's kind of changed it a little bit. Uh, but even with that said, there's still uh, a, a form of chivalry that takes place when it comes to romanticism. And where it kind of plays is instead of it being someone's savior or, you know, you've come to rescue me, everyone on both sides needs support. And so where before it was more or less this, this woman in distress needing someone to come rescue her and that was her hero turned husband turned lover, today it's more of I know this person has my back and it actually is more of a universal feel versus woman over men. And so that creates a level of romance when there is a need for support in, in anything. And it's not, not so much a, a position of helplessness, but it's a, a position of, I believe in what you're doing that actually uh, holds a little bit of a romantic vibe uh, to it. So with that said, I also uh, read an arc article 
uh, article uh, from Good Housekeeping. This actually is pretty recent as well. And it was published in December 2021. And this article just had a hundred ideas on how to keep romance alive in your relationship. So basically what I shared about romanticism, it is still alive and well. It's just taken on a different form. However, sometimes as we know, as you find that special person, it can um, get blocked by other distractions happening in your life, be it work, family, um, friends, health, just a lot of things can get in your way of keeping a healthy romantic level within your relationship. And so they actually, Good Housekeeping listed out a hundred ideas to keep those uh, dating ideas relevant in your relationship. I'm not going to read all 100, just so you know, but there were a few that I thought were really great to kind of point out in the podcast today. So uh, first one, I think a lot of us, and and what I wanted to say too, uh, with this being written December 2021, it was written with the current world we live in, um, which is, you know, we have to be more cautious of where we're at. So it was written with that in mind. So that's why I also thought this was a great idea that you don't have to stop having healthy, fun relationships just because we're in a time where we have to be a little bit more careful of where we go and how we leave our our home. So this is totally written with that in mind, which I thought was great. So uh, what the first one that comes up is trying new restaurants. I think a lot of us have been doing that and just going to experience uh, a new restaurant. Also playing tourist in your local area is also a great uh, romantic date, uh, a picnic. Uh, you know, that just goes down in history as a wonderful thing to do. Um, those of you who are more into the outdoorsy type stuff, hiking, going to the beach, uh, campfires, uh, those are great ways of uh, also uh, enjoying a romantic day or evening uh, for those cooler days, board games, uh, day trips, uh, flying kites, a spa night. Um, I don't know if if, uh, spas are open like they were, but, you know, some people do have personal spas, so that's still a big winner there. Uh, And then, you know, there are, for those who are in a more serious relationship, uh, uh, more than likely marriage, you can always get a a room with a spa in it and have yourselves a spa night. That can be real romantic. Uh, You can also take a cooking class together, be it online or actually going to that location. Farmer's market dates are great. Uh, Taking a tour of a brewery, karaoke, visiting a record store and pointing out some of your favorite hits through the years, a great way of breaking the ice and getting to know each other a little bit better. And then botanical gardens uh, just are beautiful and give you that nice little tropical feel and relaxing zen moment. Uh, We also uh, have listed puzzles, uh, which are a great way to see how you work together and strategize together. Bowling, drive-ins, skating, wine tours, which are a little bit different from 
brewery tours. Breweries basically focus on the making of a, of a beer. And um, what I can say, I, I kind of enjoy brewery tours, even though I'm not a drinker, because most of the time they have some great uh, non-alcoholic uh, spirit drinks as well. And then they also have great menus. So that that's a great uh, tour. There's one in LA that also has a baseball museum within the brewery. So you're not just getting the, the tour of the, the different types of uh, beers they make, but you also get a little history on other things as well. So it's pretty awesome. And then there's also uh, things like uh, live shows, dinner cruises, kayaking or canoeing, uh, making pizza together, arcade dates, glamping, which is a, I'm no, I'm no, I'm sure everyone kind of has heard about it, but it's the new craze of clamping. So it's where they're setting up more of an upscale camping environment. Uh, there are a lot of uh, pop-up sites and, and actually they're booking them out pretty fast. I was looking at uh, one of those uh, glamping locations and I think they're booked out all the way till till June. And that was, I think, in November when I actually looked at it. So they're real popular now, just those high-end uh, camping experiences. And then there's always that paint and sip. That That's pretty, you could do that actually in a public place or just set it up at home. Um, play outside, watch sports together, uh, breakfast dates, uh, cheese tasting, laser tag, hot air balloons, go-karts, an open mic night, watching the sunset, which is a historical romantic date, uh, public uh, transit somewhere together, uh, couples yoga. And let me go back to that public transport. I know recently my church group, uh, they did a married uh, couples event where they took a public transport down to San Diego and spent the day down there. Um, and I know of several other groups of friends who who do that. And it's it's a really great experience just to get away and go to like Old Town and uh, downtown San Diego, where there's a lot of different things to see, as well as great, great places to eat. Uh, couples yoga is very popular. Playing 20 questions, if you're just trying to have a night in and get to know each other better. And then writing each other love letters, a very old, old, old way of uh, dating romantically. Uh, But love letters could be just little sticky notes left around the house or whatever that keep a spark going. Um, Ice cream dates are still fun. Street fairs, uh, photo shoots together, comedy shows, and then creating a garden if uh, if you guys uh, both are into the nature scene. And then the last thing that kind of stood out was building a bucket list together, just listing out even some of the things I named that you would like to do on on dates in the future. So this isn't a very long um, podcast today, but I'm going to go ahead and ask for the check. And on the check, the first thing we discussed was Men do believe in love at first sight over women by 
So, so that in itself is a sign of being extremely romantic. Chivalry is not dead, it's just changed, and now it's more taking on a form of a support mechanism as opposed to a rescue system. And then um, you gotta keep romance alive once you find it and look for ways to keep uh, great things happening. Most healthy couples do have a standing date night. Um, some it's within the month and some it's within the week, but however it works for your life, you definitely should always have a date night forever. Um, if you're looking at marriage and all of that, it should always exist. So my tip that I'm going to leave today is I'm going to go to a very old Bible story found in Genesis 24. And this Bible story uh, was about Isaac praying for a wife. Um, so it's the story of Isaac and Rebecca. So Isaac uh, had a very close relationship with his mother. Um, so I guess he was somewhat of a mama's boy. <laughs> and um, on her passing, uh, he, he felt a very strong void of that presence in his life. And he really wanted and prayed for a woman that um, had those characteristics that he loved so much of his mom. And, you know, while everybody may not need that type of feminine support in their life, there are some men who definitely recognize and need and value the uh, strength of having a woman by their side. So he prayed to God for her and he prayed for this certain description of what he wanted her to be. So he made a conscious decision of what type of woman to pray for. So when she showed up, he recognized her and um, they grew from that situation. So that's not a romantic uh, story. I don't know what is. So the standout tip today, and this is for I want to say for men, but I think everyone can value. Um, like him, there was Isaac had a, a, a experience in his life that was filled, and he he knew what it was doing for his life. So when the mom passed away, he took time to pray to God to identify what exactly did my mom bring to the table, you know, because it doesn't always stop at nurturing. Sometimes our parents or friends could just be your best friend. And then when you lose them, you're losing a very specific thing that they brought to you. So a lot of times in prayer, God can identify what they brought to you was encouragement and it was the way they knew how to encourage you like they knew that you know you like the sun to rise you like to sit in the sunset in the morning so whenever you were down they would take you to a place that allowed you to experiencing that so you're looking for someone who um, you can build those kind of strong vulnerable moments with and uh, so you have to be decisive in what you want so that when it is around you, you recognize, okay, that's very valuable. I may not see that again. So I can't play with this. I got to take it 
very seriously. So know what speaks to your heart and what makes you feel very loved. And that will help you recognize and want to romance and cultivate continuous relationships. Uh, so I do believe that Isaac experienced a love at first sight experience because he knew what type of love he was looking for. So in your search, know what kind of love you're looking for. And I believe that will be what enriches your life. This is the end of our first series or season of Reservation for Two. Thank you so much for joining me next season. Um, I'm going to probably take about two weeks or so before I start the next season. Um, but I thank you for just helping me uh, with the feedback that I've received from folks who've listened to my podcast, uh, positive and, and constructive. And uh, buckle up, next season is going to be that much more, much better. Uh, so enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the month of February, loving melanin, also uh, loving one another. Have a great day. Bye-bye.